For Nyx, she, as yet, has no idea how much this battle will cost her, or how many of those standing at her side would meet their ends that day. Good evening, and welcome to the Malbulge. This is Regarding Spawn, the world's best Spawn a podcast. I'm your co-host, John Fisher. And I am the, also your co-host, David Williams. Sorry, I was going to pick up on the... The, the weird uh, rhythm I was doing? Yeah, the rhythm you were doing. I was going to pick up on the rhythm of the night, Johnny. And, it well, was a little bit like Mario, the best <laughs> spawn a podcast. Oh, and then I just turned into Luigi, just too scared to say anything. It was just like, ah, the ghosts. Ah, the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> we need to, we need a Wario so that way we can. I'm gonna win. Wow, Wario's a good guy. <laughs> Wario would love the Fleabiax. Oh yeah, he would. Waluigi too. Waluigi would just be like, yeah. Wow. They'd all be hanging out together. <laughs> they would. They would. Waluigi always makes you think of um, uh, what's his name, Ronnie Rotten from Lazy Town. <laughs> you remember Lazy Town? Yeah, I remember. You are a pirate. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was a great, great. That was a great song. That was a great song. One of Wanda's friends in the costume department at the theater department just like had a CD of Lazy Town songs that they'd listen to in their car when they drove around Stillwater. Nice. And that was our first introduction to it because she was like, "What is this? It's incredible. It's Lazy Town. Yeah. It's Waluigi. <laughs> it's a Fleabag. <laughs> it's uh like a clone of Chloe." Uh, Mor- Moretz, or whatever her last name is. She gets cloned? No, 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 no. It's just the girl from Lazy Town looks kind of like Chloe... N- n- what, whatever her name is. Kick-Ass? Yeah, Kick-Ass girl. Just call her Kick-Ass, just it's call- fine. <laughs> whatever her name just is. Just call her Kick-Ass. Just Kick-Ass. Okay, that's fine. You know what kicks ass? Oh, uh, definitely not Sucker Punch, the Zack Snyder movie, which is terrible. Why did you? What made you think of Sucker Punch? Kick ass. <laughs> okay, oh, I guess you kick an ass and you sucker punch somebody. They came out at around the same time. And they did, s- and so they're they're like inextricably linked in my brain. I remember seeing the the poster for Sucker Punch on my way to the library one day. And dear listeners, if you have not seen Sucker Punch, Congratulations. Don't ever, don't ever change. <laughs> Hot take, Johnny. Zack Snyder, not great. I don't like I him. like parts of Zack Snyder stuff. The the bits of him that I find, like the bits of his films that I find redeeming, I can't make any judgments on him as a man. But the bits of his oh, yeah. films that I like are buried, yeah, I'm not talking about him. buried so deep in just a whole bunch of garbage that it's not worth it's not worth digging through. I don't know, I like I like the Justice League five hour cut. I was also on. I was also hallucinating after getting the first COVID vaccine, the one that really <laughs> fucked with you, or the second one, I guess. But everyone really fucked with me. The the first one knocked me on my ass. Mine was my second, I think. It was like exactly twelve hours after I got it, and I was just like, "Huh, I have to go lay down now." 
Oh yeah, I like exactly. I like I was like walking down the stairs with yeah. the dog, and I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, I like could barely get back up the stairs. I was in the middle of pipetting a sample onto a ninety-six volt plate, and was just like, "Hold on, guys, <laughs> I need to go lay down for a minute." <laughs> yeah. Mid experiment, Johnny. Can you believe? Wow. It? But speaking of kicking ass, I do believe you were going somewhere with that before I derailed you. Oh, what else kicks ass and is a comic book is Spawn's Universe. Spawn's Universe number one, which is the issue we're covering today. No! (laughs) We've already covered that. (laughs) So then what are we covering, Johnny? Today, on Regarding Spawn, each week we cover two issues from Spawn's Universe, except when we don't. But this... The first two issues in a while... We've been on a one-issue streak for a bit. We have been on a one-issue streak because they've been either bigger or we've had guests, but these are two issues. But it is funny because the 94 issue is definitely meatier than your typical 2000. Oh, yeah. Just a little longer. Just a little bit, yeah. Like maybe like three or four pages, but you can tell. Yeah, you can tell. Not in a bad way. It's just like a little longer. Even like not just Spawn. I'm talking like most comic books, a lot of them. That's true. I, I was at a certain point where I was like, there's, there should only be like one page left of this issue. How's it? How are they gonna wrap it? Oh, there's, there's like three more pages. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's always a little longer than you think. I was like this small. And they spent a lot more pages on the back matter too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, all comics used to do that a lot more. Now it's just like you get like one or two pages maybe. Yeah, I guess, I guess maybe the rise of the internet and the ability to have that stuff put out like as an advertisement in an interview. Has taken yeah. out its needs to be in the back. But Johnny, we got to circle it, back. We forgot to mention what we're talking about today. Oh, we're talking about... <laughs> so the 92 issue is Violator number 2. Hell yeah. By Alan Moore. And then we've got our more modern is Spawn 347, uh-huh. written by Roy McConville. The, the quiet before the storm, kind of. Yes, and Violator is a storm. Yes, Violator is a storm. Of blood and gross things. And uh, pseudo-Hamlet interactions. Yes. I get I get a lot of, alas, poor Yorick from <laughs> from Cloud in this issue. <laughs> oh, yeah, where he's talking to the, yeah, he's yeah. talking to his buddy, the head. Yeah, so we were talking about the 92 issue, like just how the back matter's bigger, and you were talking about how a lot of that's on the internet now. Yeah. Or not 92, 94, wherever Violator's from. Yeah, 94. It's very quaint to like see stuff like that. Like I was watching, there's a 24-7 Mystery Science Theater just like live channel mm-hmm. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they always have the end of the episodes, like the mail club or info club, they call it, where you oh. can mail it in. And sometimes they'll read letters. And yeah. like, that's always very quaint and fun. Nice. Like just to be able to find a nerdy community in the 80s and 90s, at least early 80s yeah. or early 90s, I mean, took a little more effort. Yeah, it did. Definitely. Which is fun. And quaint. Yeah, it was it was always out of the way or like you like in, in Tulsa, they had the OETA movie club that came on PBS. And then like after that was over at like two o'clock in the morning, one of the other local stations would have their horror movie club. And you had to stay awake all night to be a part of it, which, you know, I was very bad about being able to do. Oh really? What station had that? I think it was I think it was the NBC station. Uh, That's cool. I don't know how long it lasted, but I know when I was a freshman in high school, it it was around because I That's tried cool. I tried to stay awake for it a couple of times, but just never made it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. No. I stayed awake for this Violator though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I had a great time reading this Violator. We should probably get into it, Johnny. Yep. 
So this is Violator number two, last episode, with a very special episode with Thomas Healy, if you recall or listen. Yeah. And if you haven't, you should stop listening to this episode and go listen to that one. Yeah, yeah, immediately. Not only is it because it's about the first issue of Violator, but it has Thomas Healy on it. Yeah. So you actually get some really cool Spawn exclusives. Yeah. And yeah. anecdotes and stuff. Yeah, he was he was peppering in a little bitty, a little bitty details here and there. He, spoiler revealed, who gets to sit on the, the throne of hell, Johnny? I know, and yeah. like the whole the whole like style of issue. Yeah, so it's a falling down story about Sam Bird. <laughs> no, Johnny, that was supposed to be an exclusive for that episode. You just, you just. Well, made... this comes out after. <laughs> but yeah, no, I already told him to stop listening to this and go listen to the other ones. So oh yeah, if you, if you <laughs> so, do that, so you're in trouble. You're assuming they never come back. <laughs> no, they do come back. But anyway. they only come back for the Thomas Healy episodes. Yeah. We realize we see the viewership spikes or listenership spikes so much we're like, oh, we have to have Thomas Healy every episode. So just because the Thomas Healy podcast he becomes our new co-host, like some episodes will just be like, leave us alone. It's only like, leave me alone. It's like one minute, but we get him on every episode, even if it's just for thirty we, seconds. We could we could just have him like call in with his random thoughts and put the phone call at the end of every episode. And it's like, guys, yeah. I don't have anything today. Don't put this in the episode. It's like we gotta put Please it in just the leave episode. Me alone. <laughs> I'm editing, I'm editor-in-chief like nine titles right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's, so Johnny, at that point, what's one more, right? It's true. Right? Once you get that momentum he going. Could just get, he could just get multiple, multi, multimedia under his belt. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Violator number two. Violator number two. We gotta we always start with the covers. Yeah. But here it is. This is back when we had one cover, back in the, the old days. Yeah, and back when they had the old the old image logo. I love the spawn in the image logo. Yeah, it's really cool. It's one of my favorite things. It's the Todd McFarlane spawn, you can tell. Yeah. It's real it's a oh man. It's real sad. It looks very brooding. Yeah. And he's it, it's almost like he's watching what's about to happen to the clown and the admonisher. Almost. Almost. Because you got the admonisher and clown kind of huddled together and just like all the Fleabiac's arms coming in from all sides. Yeah. And the, Johnny, in the tradition of wild knives. In yeah, look at that knife. Universe, look at it. It like splits. <laughs> at first I thought he was holding two knives, but no, there's clearly only one handle and it clearly splits. Boy. Yeah. Boy. Talk about, talk about difficult to sharpen. Whew. I did not envy that guy at the at the farmer's market with his little his little sharpening. He's like, I've already got this bag of knives that this cowboy dropped off. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? How am I supposed to sharpen this one? <laughs> and you got clowns got the head on his hand, like yeah. like we were saying last week. These violator covers do give you a good taste of what the issue's about. Yeah, and then there's just all the Fleabiac hands just reaching for him. Yep, and all their different glories yeah it's it's wonderful how much how much like physical personality they've been able to give all the flea well because we learned in this issue they each have a different mother yeah that's true yeah so they would look a little different you know just depending on what kind of demon their mother was your mother's a demon <laughs> well thank you yes she was so we popped that sucker open. Uh-huh. We got this. And we got the credits. Awesome credit page. With we didn't mention it last time, but the, it's got the little violator symbol that looks very much like that shirt that was put out for SpawnCon this year. It does. Just, it's the, the bottom teeth, at least. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. They should do more with that. Just sort of the negative violator space. That's so cool that they're doing. They're using the same logo for the new Violator series. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Tomo, he's he's a legend. another exclusive. Yeah, yeah, his his work at these are 
violators like crazy. Oh right? yeah, like especially giving each of the each of the Fleepy Acts their own unique bubble style too. Yeah, can't I can't imagine like having to think that through, being like I could do this, uh, then I could do this. Ah, shit! I have to change that one to make this possible. <laughs> right, just a lot of thinking. How can you fit it all? So this is the world violator part two of three. Mm-hmm. Story by. Mr. Alan Moore. Hell yeah. Pencils by Bart Sears, who did last issue as well. Uh-huh. Actually, it's the exact same creative team. Uh-huh. Mark Pennington, yeah. his inks, letters, Tom Wojciechowski, uh-huh. who we've already mentioned, and colors, Steve Oliff. And Oleo Optics. O- Ole Optics? Ole Optics. I put an extra O in there. Ole, Ole, Oleo. <laughs> Oleo Optics. Oeo, Oeo. Violator created by Todd McFarlane. Uh, they got the Ole Optics team there. And all their foreglory. What does that mean? Is that like the computer stuff? I th- I think I think that was like the the computer coloring team. Okay. But I wouldn't quote myself on that. Sure. I just don't quite understand it. Yeah. We got Larry Martyr again, being our, the executive director. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Terry Fitzgerald's down there. Yeah, sure is. And then once again, printed in the Great White North. Canada. <laughs> yep. They talk a lot of this very Canadian issue at the at the end. Yeah. Uh, in the letters page. Yeah. That's in true. In the blah, 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 whatever <laughs> they call it. Oh, boy. There's a lot of stuff in that blah, 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 too. There's a lot. It's going to be like a five-hour episode yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, so so we start, you know, right where we ended with the last one, with little Violator just being like, with his with his siblings around him. Yep. He's had the fight in the mall with the admonisher, and now... The Fleabiacs yeah. are like, all right, let's get in there. Yeah. And so they're like, look, look, look at you. Look at how dumb you are. You look like a fat human. You got a head stuck on your arm. <laughs> and I love the vacillator just immediately starts with, well, in some ways it's pitiful. But then again. <laughs> well, it's good. Bad. But. Yeah. Yeah. He vacillates. He does. He does. I love the hair on. um On clown. On clown yeah. hair. Yeah. It's, it's a great. great clown hair. It is. It is incredible. Who's who's this that's is that vaporizer that's grabbing clown's face? I can't tell. I think so. Oh, that's the one I have the action figure of. That's Vandalizer. That's Vandalizer? Okay. And he's like, You're you're dishonoring the name of the four famous Fleabiac brothers. Don't you mean five? And this is a it's time for a it's time for another Star Trek reference, Johnny. This is very There are four lights! You don't, you don't. Went over my head. Four lights. It's a reference. It's a reference to gaslighting. Okay. One of the big bads, and it's what is it? He's a Cardassian. One of the Cardassians captured Jean Luc Picard and starts to torture him and try to get information out of him. And part of his torture is he shines four very bright lights in his eyes, and then tries to convince him that there are five lights because part of the torture is eventually everybody who undergoes this torture. If sees five lights, even though there are only four, so they become susceptible to whatever the Cardassians want to put in their head. Oh wow, that's a big that's a big Star Trek TNG quote. Is there are four lights? There are four lights. Oh wow. Okay. You're probably gonna see it everywhere now, Johnny. Now that you're thinking about it. I might. I just never knew what to look for before. Oh, five Fleabag brothers, and then and then. <laughs> We get uh, a great little, like, pseudo two-page spread. It's like a page and a third. 
<laughs> yes. And it's a good reminder that we're still in the freaking mall, Johnny. Look at that. Right, because there's like people in the background. There's that dude like trying to hide behind the stairs. Yep, they are in the mall. And I like the real men don't wear flesh. And he's wearing double flesh because he has flesh on his body and he has a and, flesh on his hand. Yeah. He's got a head on his hand. Yeah, this is this was big with the real men don't wear fur campaigns. Was that really a campaign? Yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was an anti fur coat. Well, yeah, anti fur coat. Oh, so it's like a joke on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so it's a joke on that. I don't remember that that was a thing. I mean, I do because I my large soapbox time. Uh, my large issue with fur coats, besides the fact that they're cruel, is what hair does to keep you warm is it holds air near your skin. And so if you're wearing a fur coat with the fur on the outside, it's going to be nowhere near as warm as it should be. So if you're going to wear a fur coat, you need to have it where the fur is on the inside so it actually keeps you warm. Okay. What's the point of wearing a coat that doesn't keep you warm, Johnny? I don't know. There's not one. There's not? Precisely. Precisely my point. Then, you know, there's still some... <laughs> They're just throwing the violator around. They're like, you're now just, you know, you don't you don't matter to us anymore, fat boy. Right. He's not a demon anymore. Well, he can't take his form anyway. Yeah, he's stuck in the stuck in that human form. We talk a lot about superheroes on this show, Johnny. Nothing more superheroic than clowns' pants in this. That are barely holding up his <laughs> stuff, yeah. How are they still staying up? <laughs> the restraint to not have him just have to pull his pants up every other panel is incredible. <laughs> yeah. They're tossing him around, being like, don't you remember when you were just a jerk to us when we were kids? Don't you remember you did something like this? And he punts Well, him. They were playing head baseball, which I imagine they were playing baseball with heads. Yeah, I would assume so. He would come along and either eat the head or kick it someplace they couldn't reach it. How very violator to just be like, what's this? Ow. Oh, I'll eat this. I'll eat this head you're playing baseball with. <laughs> so Vandalizer just punts the punts clown clear across the mall. And we got little Vinny there watching him fly overhead. And another one of those really great panels like from the last issue. Yeah, where you get the whole scene, but the action changes each panel. Yeah, and Vinny is Vinny is impressed with this kick. <laughs> he just gets a little, wow. <laughs> and then, you know, Vandalizer's like, Vinny, stop doing that. Go get, whip us up a magical hemisphere to keep us all safe, right? Make sure nobody interrupts us. And then Vinny's just like, grumble, grumble. Tell me what to do, grumble, grumble. Fuck you, grumble. <laughs> then he uses some like ancient magic. Yeah. Which, knowing Alan Moore, who himself is basically a wizard, this this might actually be a real real spell, Johnny. So. Yeah, don't say it out loud. He might summon a force field. This isn't no fake backwards speaking spell magic. And he makes a big like bubble over where they are yeah. so that no one can mess with them. We get this great, great two-page spread of Vinny just being like, and then there's the people running around the mall, there's the mob boss, Dracula, as they called him, and <laughs> and Alberto, the the uh, apparently pretty worthless <laughs> lackey. <laughs> yep. And then there's the, the young bloods who were trying to fight their way through the through the energy dome. And then down along the bottom, there's a nice little skyline of New York City. The two towers. With the two towers just right there in all their glory. Yeah, I, lo I love the Vinny doing the spell here. His body's so impossibly thin, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like his his knees are thicker than basically any other part of his body. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's the ending of every Marvel and DC movie for like five years. Remember where every movie had to end with like a blue oh, yeah. light in yeah. the middle of a city? 
like the Avengers and Suicide Squad and I guess I guess this is where they got it. So not only is is Todd McFarlane pulling from Alan Moore ideas, but literally the entire comics industry, Jamie. Yes, Marvel Studios got the idea for their endings from the the uh, Violator, Violator miniseries. <laughs> Kevin Feige is a huge Violator fan. You know, maybe maybe we could uh, we could try to get Kevin old Kev on the podcast and talk to him about it. Maybe convince him to do the Violator movie after the Spawn movie comes out. Yeah. You imagine they could have, like, Violator Generations, and John Leguizamo could come back as, like, old man Violator, and he's like, dear young Violator, you must take over the... Oh, my God. You must take over the the job that I once had. They can make legacy sequels for Spawn movie, like... That would be like, great. It's like multiverse that would be spawn. Great. Like I... Michael J. White shows up. See, this is this is the kind of good shit that Thomas Healy missed out on because he had to go grocery shopping. Yeah. Oh, he heard enough of our nonsense. <laughs> Vandalizers, you know, holding up the clown. He's like, "Yes, now we're protected. Now we can get it done." And the admonisher comes back and is like, "I told you. I'm gonna tell you again." <laughs> this is where we get that great payoff for that joke yeah. <laughs> last issue. Is... Which one of you is Roosevelt? <laughs> They're all just like, huh? huh? None of us? Oh, boy. I like how they all, like, look in different directions each time. I like how the the vacillator, instead of having two distinct eyes like everybody else, or, like, separated eyes, has just, like, one large visor eye. Yeah. Because it's it's almost thematic, where it's, like, it's just, like... It vacillates. It vacillates, yeah. And then old Vinny, old Vinny jumps into the into the fray. Says, Leave it to me, bro. Maybe I can do that thing, you know, with the spine, <laughs> <laughs> with the arms and legs twitch, and we all sing Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> Basically, make a human puppet out of the admonisher. Here is what he wants to do. A little wild thing to say as you jump into battle. And then so Vinny starts to leap at the admonisher and the admonisher just pulls out a gun <laughs> and shoots his brain clear out of his body. <laughs> Straight back. Straight back. <laughs> he shot my brain out. <laughs> I, I think that's Vacillator in the background. It's okay. I got it. I got it. I think I got it. <laughs> then he says, by the Malbolge's prostate, can't you do anything right? <laughs> Vandalizer drops clown and starts to tromp over to the admonisher. And the admonisher's just like, ganging up, eh? I'm going to have to reproach you for that. The, the brothers argue about if there's two livers or two kidneys in a person. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I like how they, they don't know enough about humans to, or they don't care enough about humans to remember what their insides look like. They just like ripping them out. <laughs> I got banished from Dolly AI for trying to make a picture <laughs> of the Blair Witch eating of a witch eating guts. And I got really close before they banned me and it was like it was a raw kidney floating near a witch's mouth or something like that. And I got pretty close before they banned me for trying to create like two graphic images. I think I was like I was I was figuring it out. <laughs> you got you got too close, Johnny. You got too close. They knew that you were onto something. And then, and then I got my account back. And who knows if they actually read it or not. Yeah. But I got my account back. You could appeal. And I, I told them I was a chef trying to create a poster for a Halloween <laughs> event. <laughs> and I wasn't, I didn't mean, I meant kidney, like, like the food, the kidney. And they gave me my account back. So I don't know if they actually read that or it was just like, they're like, fine, just give me this fucking account. Johnny, Johnny. 
you got to watch out what you say to the AI now, nowadays. It's going to come back in minority report you. Yeah, the AI might come after me. So the Fleabiac brothers are distracted by the admonisher, and then we're just left with a physically and emotionally broken clown. Just It's just this issue, like, this panel, like, reminds me. It's just, like, one thing I took away from it is how gooey and, like, bloody and just, like, wet it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, even though the clown's just sitting there, he has, like, 20 pieces of glass in him. It's just, yeah. like, gushing blood. And he's leaning against a goo? Some hell goo? A goo, a goo, a goo tube? Yeah. A goo rock? It seems like whenever they came into the mall, like, everything just got covered yeah, in goo. Yeah, it got he- covered in that, that hell hell juice. Hell juice stuff. Clown starts doing a little bit of woe is me. He starts doing his Hamlet, and he starts talking to the, the head on his wrist. <laughs> I'll be your friend, Mr. Violator. <laughs> I think you're just swell. <laughs> we start to get the story of the Violator, and he's like, I guess it all started around the 16th century. Dr. John D. conjured up my pappy. Were there doctors in 1589? Uh, yeah, they just... Um... When did they invent doctors? <laughs> well, I mean, they would have been the, the people who knew of uh, the four... The four... Uh, what's humors? The, humors, that's what it was like. I was like, the four biles? No, there's two biles. There's black bile and yellow bile, but they're not all biles. But yeah, so... It would what have are been... the four humors? Uh, what's it? There's, there's blood... I think it's blood, urine, yellow bile, and black bile. I think urine is literally one of the the humor. I'm not going to fact check that, you know what? Because there's nothing to fact check. It was all hokum. Yeah. I mean, this doctor's summoning a phlebiotin spirit of the upper Aries. Yeah. That's blood-sucking fiend from hell in modern-day English. And I like how Violator's pappy has has a second mouth above his eyes. Yeah, and he has, like, tentacles for genitals. Yeah. It's wild. He's got, like, a lot going on. Man, he is terrifying. Yeah. He's like a Sithu, he's like almost like an Eldritch being. Yeah, he is. I do like how his upper horn looks less like a horn and more like just a pompadour because it looks kind of like It does like kind of look like a big pompadour, yeah. <laughs> Which actually comes back later in, in the issue. <laughs> Speaking of pompadours, but we'll get there. And then this is um pretty gnarly. Yeah, that this, this Dr. John D, in order to uh, keep Violator's dad from... Uh, from basically destroying Earth is like, okay, I'll summon you. I'll summon you a demon woman. Just hold on. <laughs> yeah. He's, but yeah. Yeah. But she's not a demon. Oh, she's woman. not a demon. She's a, oh yeah, she's a human. She's a human she's woman. A human. He, he like rapes yeah. her. Oh boy. I should start paying attention to this, Johnny. But then it looks like it's one of the parents is a demon. But one of them is a human. So. Or something, because there's like the demon hands. Oh no, they're handing him to his father. That's what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Oh, she died. Oh, my God. This is horrifying. Yeah. Oh, boy. But like Thomas Healy said, the violator lies, and he lies about his origin. Yeah. So, because we know we know that he was around long before the 16th century. Yeah. So he's talking to this. I mean, he's, t- he's talking to himself. He can't even be truthful with himself. That's the great part. <laughs> yeah. And then so we, we cut away from Clown's little trip down memory lane to just the battle between the Admonisher and the Flebiacs. You despicable, loathsome, slobbering pieces of hell trash. <laughs> now you're really gonna get told off. Man, it's like he's it's like he's an English teacher trying to <laughs> make kids feel bad for, you know, being kids. I remember one road trip my dad was really mad at us and he was like, You all better quit horsing off back there. <laughs> 
I was like, what does horsing off mean? Did your parents always make it seem like if there were any lights in the back of the car when it was dark outside that you were going to crash and die in a fiery collision? Yes. <laughs> but what is with that? It's not like it really reduces your ability to see out the windows. I don't get it. I don't know. They just well, didn't want the light on, I they guess. Just, they just wanted I was to... like, please, can I read or play my Game Boy? And they're like, no. They just wanted to exist in the darkness. They're like, we never get any darkness at home, so we're going to have it in the car. <laughs> And then I like how, how Vandalizer is still up on this liver. He's like, I got one liver. Uh, you better not be cheating me out of another one. And Vinny's like, my brain, I can't think without my brain. Someone stepped on it. <laughs> and then the vacillator's literally coming up with the pincer technique all on his own. He's like, we should come from this way. No, from this way. No, from this way. And then the van vandal vandalizer's just like, shut up, we're going to make him hamburger. And then he he's like, we got to get rid of this guy. So that way we can do the same thing to our brother. And then we get a nice... Just like basically a Duke Nukem pose of the admonisher just right into the, the Fleabiax. Yeah, it's like something out of Contra or Duke Nukem. He's yeah. got like crazy guns. Yeah, or like it's it's like a metal slug with the one where you yeah, can like metal shoot. Yeah, metal slug, it does remind me of that. Shoot in all directions. Yep. Boy, that's super great. And I like how there's still like the checkerboard pattern to the floor because they're still in the mall. Yeah, you see, it doesn't let you forget that you're in the mall. Man, this this book is awesome, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah this this violator's been real fun then we get cut back to the clown talking to his his friend again talking about his daddy He's talking about old eli gemstone daddy daddy <laughs> you ain't my daddy he's he's like i wish they'd never been born no wait actually i wish they had been born and lived for like half an hour and then died and so we learned that probably because of you know it doesn't it's not really mentioned or spelled out but i mean you can infer that maybe perhaps Violator's mother is why Violator's father doesn't really, really take his side versus all the all his brothers. Because perhaps, yeah. perhaps you know, maybe, maybe this is where clowns' deep seated hatred of humans comes from. Maybe. And then he accuses himself of having an Oedipus complex. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, Johnny. But he does have an Oedipus complex because he fucking kills yeah, his dad. He kills his dad. <laughs> he, he rips his top mouth right off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oof. That would hurt. Yeah. He also has the record for biggest hole made in victim. <laughs> you know that the Todd father loves his record, so he's probably very happy when he read this. Yeah. Yeah, real good. I like how in the background of this, there's there's all the brothers just being like, no, no. Ah. <laughs> yeah, don't kill dad. <laughs> so he was the charge of the family after they killed the dad. Yeah, he he's doing that. I had to grow up. I had to grow up sooner than I was supposed to as a young man. And then we cut back to the admonisher Fleabiac fight. And they're like, okay, okay, we gotta we gotta just finish this off. We gotta we gotta pull his brains out through his nose. And then he's still there, like, oh man, <laughs> talk about brains. <laughs> <laughs> this whole this whole just slapstick bit of Vinny losing his brains and then just <laughs> trying to get his brains back through the whole thing is, is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Vaporizer eats him, eats the admonisher. Like opens up his big wet mouth and tosses him in there. But apparently the admonisher is not is not good for the uh, hellish digestive tract because he just like bursts his way out. Um and we get for the second time in Spawn's universe, playing Alien, Johnny. Let's play. Let's play. Let's play Alien. Which came out first, this or the Batman v Spawn? That Batman v Spawn, because uh, maybe he mentions in the he mentions the spawning grounds how they were 
putting the final touches. We took extra time to polish Batman, Swan Batman before release. So, so I don't know. Maybe maybe they were being done at the same time. It's it's kind of funny. It's but, all about the same time. Yeah, but oh man, the Admonisher is just like covered in blood and pops out. Everything but one of his guns and one of his knees is covered in hell blood. Have you ever seen Bad Taste? Not Bad Taste. Dead Alive, the Peter Jackson movie. Yes, I have. Where when he cuts out of his mom at the end. <laughs> I haven't seen he it cuts in a long out of time. Her stomach. I should probably watch it again. Then. He, he gets eaten by a big demon version of his mother, and then he cuts out of her stomach and pops it. Pretty much this. Yeah. So you can do this in live action. Peter yeah. Jackson has. Yeah, a couple of times. And then, you know, the Violator's still over there, you know, trying to pump his own ego up. And then it's he's he's trying to... He says that, you know... I needed I needed a new somebody to to basically be my father now that my father was dead. So I went and I found this uh this Malbolgia guy. You know he seems like somebody I could hitch my horse to. He had hooves and horns. He doesn't not like these new age sissy demons <laughs> with fish hooks sticking out their heads. <laughs> oh, what a jerk the Violator is. Oh yeah. I then I then like how you know, <laughs> Mister Violator. I've listened to your story and I think I see your problem. You're a terrible, rotten person who deserves everything he gets. It is like, why you? <laughs> and the and the violators like friends don't tell each other the truth. <laughs> friends just help build up the lie that friends have around each other. Tom was going crazy on these two pages. <laughs> yeah, with the uh, because the the violators like he's got his regular bubbles and then his little his little hands. The hand friend bubbles and arg. No, please, Mister Violator. Ah! Yeah, he just punches the head into like a yeah. brick into a, some stone. Gurgle, and then we see that through this, the Violator has completely mangled his hand. Yeah, like his pinky's completely backwards. Yeah. Fucked up. Yeah, his pinky's completely backwards, and like his thumb has been twisted around. <laughs> like, yeah, like like a cinnamon twist from Taco Bell. Yeah, uh, like damn, dude, what a butt. I love this little line where he says he has an uncomfortable feeling in his head. He must be having an idea. <laughs> I enjoyed that too. I like how he's got the little light bulb. <laughs> Ding. Ding. And then and then Violator stands up and he's like, uh, 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 and then mad dashes for the exit. He's like, they're still fighting. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> he's like, okay, now where's that? Where's that alley? Where's the alley? Luckily, luckily, Vinny's hemisphere didn't block clowns access to the alleys. Maybe it's a dead zone. Maybe. Mm, perhaps. And, dead zones like to be in alleys. And then Al's friends, the unhomed men, grab the violator. And... Is there established that there's an Elvis guy already living with... Did that, did that happen? Yeah, it was... I actually think it was... I think it was ep- issue nine where oh, really? there's there's like... Um, he's 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 in there. He's only, only in there for a couple of issues, but there's like one issue where he's talking about stuff and somebody's like, yeah, no, yeah, you're not really Elvis. <laughs> Oh, I remember that. Okay. Yeah, because I think one of them is also, like, Richard Richard Nixon is there, too? No. Isn't Nixon and, like, someone else? They they played with having them be famous people who who just disappeared at some point. Uh, but, yeah, no, 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 no. So, canonical Elvis is there, and he's got his, he's got his little pompadour. And his pompadour has seen better days. And they drag him. They drag him, kicking and screaming, literally, to see their boss. And the Violator's like, hey, I got this problem, and I need your help. And then, well, who's talking, Johnny? Who's talking? Who is it? Who is it? But the man of, we know who's talking by those speech bubbles. Yeah, we do. Why on earth would you come to me for help? Well, it's like they say, better the devil you know. And then we get Spawn in his full glory. 
Just sit on the throne and be like, what the hell do you want? It's great. And he's got his necroblasters all primed. His hands are glowing green. I had read this before, but I forgot Spawn was in it. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, whenever I turned the page. This is a this is a big, beefy Spawn. I like it. Like, his, oh, neck, yeah. is, his neck is the same width as his skull. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. He's just big, beefy. And he's got the two legs. Yeah, he does. Well, I mean, you can't see you can't see both of his feet, so it's true he could have the big leg. But, but I think I, don't I think, think this, he does. Yet. I think this is before Big Right Foot. But then this is before Big Right Foot. But then next, the Devil. So next issue, the Devil. Man. So yeah, that's pretty much the main part of Violator number two. Uh huh. But like we were saying, these older issues have like a ton of back matter. This is like one, two. Yeah, this is three, four, five pages. Yeah, it's crazy. And like and you know, it's before the internet, so you had to have this stuff in print. Mm-hmm. And this might be the first, is this the first time we're covering a blah, blah, blah? I think it is. I think it is, yeah, because we haven't had physical issues for a long time. We haven't had physical issues when we were doing the first ones. But yeah, so blah, blah, blah is Terry Fitzgerald's, like, state of image comics. Mm -hmm. And I think this would be printed in multiple issues. This wasn't just for Spawn. Yeah, I think 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 every image. I think it was for the the back of every book that came out that So this is probably, like, the 14th month that image has existed, because this is blah, 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 14. Mm -hmm. You know what? I, that's what I, if I had to guess, yeah, that's probably probably about right. Maybe a little longer, but there's a lot of good stuff. They talked about the Spawn Batman release. Spawn Tour '94 began. They were talking about the guy, a guy from Wizard Magazine, coming by to schmooze with them, talking about NHL playoffs because you know he brought Todd some hockey cards. It's like, oh, guess who Todd's new favorite guy is? <laughs> oh man, maybe maybe that's something. We so we just need to bring you some hockey cards. We just we just gotta mail some hockey cards to the office i like how terry fitzgerald is like has a rivalry of hockey teams with his dad (laughs) dad watch out i'm gonna kick your butt (laughs) talking about canucks john candy had recently died so r.i.p john candy fellow canadian jim lee's wildcats was getting a saturday morning cartoon short-lived i kind of remember it i don't remember it at all so i had a couple wildcats action figures nice nice (laughs) <laughs> they're like ooh, greg capullo on a list of best artists ooh. <laughs> yep they, there is a little bit of praise there but also a little bit of ribbing so um woody woo yeah I'm, I'm wondering if i bet this means that greg capullo is just a great person to work with and likes to likes to cut it up a little bit <laughs> yeah this has obviously also happened uh very recently after uh the death of jack kirby which was a big a big thing, so R.I.P. to the king. Yeah, and it has his address where you can send some... Yeah, to a memorial fund. And then, you know, we got the little blurbs for next month's issues of all the books. Yeah, and we can't go through one by one. There's a ton of them. Oh, yeah, no. I do like how in the Spawn number 22 blurb, it just says, at the end of it, it just says, McFarland dot dot. <laughs> like, like they forgot to put something else in there. <laughs> McFarland. I like in this new man number two that they have, they have the they introduces the awesome power of the bounty hunter girth. <laughs> He's just like a giant penis. <laughs> He's just shaped like a cylinder. But yeah, you get all the shout outs for their comics for that month, which is June 1994. We get the issue three previews. So and like, this is how you got your news back in the day. You wouldn't even know what was coming out if it wasn't for this. Yeah. Couldn't just Google it. This is what they mean by see you in the funny papers, Johnny. This is the funny yep. paper that you're seeing. This is, the, this is the funny papers, funny pages. And then so we get the issue three preview that's just got the pinup from Greg Capullo since we're, they're changing to Greg Capullo from Bart Sears for the third issue. And that's 
Man, that is a wicked violator. Also, if you notice in this little text here, it's a little whoopsie doopsie because it says uh, they're going to be doing a mini series of Angela by Neil Gaiman. That never happened. What are you talking about? It's, it's, isn't what? That, isn't that who wrote the Angela miniseries? Oh, shit. I'm an idiot. Gaiman and Capullo. Oh, fuck. Angela. Can you delete delete it? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it in. And I thought it. it never happened. No, I thought it was in Curse of the Spawn. No. Oh my God. It's right right there, big on the back. Game yeah, I see it. I see it. I wanna I wanna open the inside of it. Leave me alone. <laughs> I thought it never came to pass. But no, but that's 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 on our list of things to read, Johnny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought I was being all clever. <laughs> you thought you had a hot tip. A hot tip? Yeah. Speaking of girth. <laughs> oh my God. A hot tip. Oh boy. Oh boy. This episode is not one my mother should listen well, to. Well, she shouldn't read Violator either, so. Yeah. I mean, she wouldn't touch Violator with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, I didn't call Violator. My mom probably be like, mm, I'm good. There's uh, some great Violator art. I do like how they have the fan art themed for only Violator things. And man, yeah. this is some great art. There's a uh, one one with a potato heart. There's two two with a potato heart. Three with a potato heart. Man, I love that potato heart all over the place. We got a uh, uh, if I could turn back time advertisement here. <laughs> I do want to shout out the one fan art uh, where he's playing with Barney. Number eight. Number eight. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Let's be friends. Advertisement for uh, comic book stores. It's got back issues. Turn back the clock. Uh, the Oleoptics animation ad. It's got some pretty kick-ass skeletons. There's like a rogue and a barbarian skeleton with like their skeleton saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. I would I would totally read a comic about these guys. Where's that comic, Johnny? Doomed only. I don't know. I have no idea what this ad means. It means it looks like nonsense to me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should write to Ole Optics Box Two Six Nine Point Arena, California Nine Five Four Six Eight. And let's say, do it. Yeah, let's do it. Right for. So what the hell does this ad mean? What does it mean to say cool stuff is cool? Free stuff is now over. Get a Cyberforce ad with. Wouldn't you like to get to know her better, Johnny? J. Scott Campbell's on that. J. Scott Campbell, Mark Silvestri, Dwayne Turner. I like this Savage Dragon ad that is just his face with his with his stubbly. Stubbly chin. If you haven't seen the dragon lately, you're a dork. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like those 90s advertisers that are like, hey, if you don't do this, you're a loser. Or like vice versa. Like, if you do do this, you're a loser. Like Nintendo, like Sega making fun of Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, man. Don't you miss Don't you miss the rudeness era, Johnny? I know. The attitude era. And then we got a cool, cool spawn advertisement on the back with my favorite almost monthly from image comics <laughs> like just playing into the okay we we understand we know we know we've got issues but you know it's usually pretty regular <laughs> it's almost monthly that's violator number two jenny that's the violator number two great issue Now for something completely different. Spawn 347. I'm excited to talk about this one too, Johnny. Yeah. So what kind of what kind of cover are you working with this week? I've got the Spawn versus Sin cover. Ooh. I've got the I've got the Cygor cover. The Panosian. Look at that. Look at that. 
It's a close-up on Cygor. And there is there is a Cygor in this issue. Rare instance of Cygor on a uh, monkey on the cover, a monkey in the book. Yeah, this is a Bjorn Barons of uh, Sin and Al fighting. Man. Pretty epic. Look at that. Sin's just got like glowing the glowing necroplasm fist and spawns coming at him from above. Were there any other ish covers for this? No, I guess there were just the two. Just the two. This close up on Saigor is just like you get to see all like his his wrinkles and his his like moles and his hair follicles. No, I have that stuff. too. I just forgot to bring it in here, but yeah, I love that. That's love that great. just close up frame of Saigor. Yeah, pop this bad boy open, Johnny. It's time for the credits. We've got a world record breaking comic at the top there. Yep. 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 Script plot by Roy McConville with additional script by Todd McFarland. Art by Carlo Barberi and Z Carlos. So that's a double duty going on this time. Colors by J. David Ramos. Tomo doing our lettering. We covered the covers. Todd McFarland, the creative director. Thomas Healy, the editor in chief. And then we got a uh, previously in Spawn. The battle for the throne is approaching its apex as fighting breaks out across all realms of hell and spills into heaven. Which, that's that's pretty much what that, happens. That's what happens. That that could actually be the previously on for a couple a couple more issues. A couple more. It's been happening. Yeah, because I know we have in the past been like, man, these three issues have just been the same fight. But this is this is a big enough fight that I mean. It needs it needs all oh, these yeah. issues to get through. He's got a lot of players moving and yeah. stuff. It's like chess. It's not like Gunslinger, where it's like one, two dudes in a forest that goes on for yeah. three issues. Yeah, or a couple of the scorched fights there. <laughs> yeah, and we love this stuff. Yes, We're we do. Not it's it. great. It's good. Even Thomas Healy was saying that. Yeah, it it just happens sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's like I mean, maybe you just need a little bit of padding to get you to the next thing, and that's fine. It happens. Issue to issue, Johnny. Issue to issue. So this opens untold centuries ago. Uh-huh. We've got uh, Jesus. No. It's sexy Jesus. <laughs> sexy With the biggest bear pelt kilt I've ever seen. It's Cog. Kane Cog. Kane Cog. Uh, Strawberry Woman. I think he was also known as Merlin or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll get there. It's somewhere that that issue where he where I find out he's Kane, that was earlier. It oh yeah, a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of names yeah. He had. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, so Cog is Cog is, Cog is crucified, and Violator comes up and starts making fun of him. You know, the Violator Violator has no love for Cog, and he's just like, aha, they're gonna uh, they're gonna kill you tomorrow, and I'm gonna be excited for it. <laughs> he can't wait. He hates him. Uh, and just you know. So the violator says, I don't know what they call it, but it's essentially a living autopsy. Just just for those who are interested, that's called the vivisection. <laughs> so since since that's a disgusting thing, and it starts with a V, it's very likely that there might be an as yet unknown violator sibling called the, vivis- called the vivisector. Which would be awesome. Oh, I love just- the vivisector. That's a great name. Oh, boy. Johnny, we need to <laughs> quick, quick get Thomas Healy back on the podcast. We gotta pitch this. Has anybody has anybody mentioned the vivisector yet? Oh shit! Yeah, we gotta pitch it to him next time. Uh, oh man, Johnny, the the connection points between these two issues abound. The violators talking about brains. <laughs> yep, we got the violator. He's talking about brains. He's teasing Cog mercilessly about how how could you expect to ever be the king of hell? You're a human. You're dumb. You've got a bad brain. 
He'll never, never be the king of hell. As a flashback, it's kind of very Home Alone with, you're what the French call les incompetents. Basically. Look what you did, you stupid jerk. <laughs> we cut from Cog's bloody face to Cog's new fresh clean face with no new hair. New fresh clean face, yeah. He's getting some bad news from... They got pincered. They got temporal pincer pincered. maneuvered. Yeah. They done got pincered. Uh, oh, man. We, we we need to start tallying the the, the usefulness of the pincer movement within... within Seems useful. I use it in Halo. Oh, Whenever nice. I'm playing, I go, do a pincer maneuver! Yeah. And I just yell it a lot. <laughs> I don't know if it actually works. Sometimes. We were playing, I was playing some Halo brand last night, and I killed a bunch of dudes with the rocket launcher. It was great. Oh, nice. Nice. That sounds like fun. It was fun. Nice. That's why I'm a little tired today, because I stayed up too late playing. Ah, well, I mean, at least you, at least you were having a good time, right? No, yeah, I don't care. We're, we're here for, for a good day. time, not for a long time. So uh... Exactly. And, you know, you don't see your friends. It's nice to get some time to play some video games with some friends. That's true. That's true. And then we get to see what is, uh, we don't know it now. Well, we didn't know it then, but we know now, you know, Sin's last order to Cataclysm. The two shall never meet again. Nope. Well, he'll meet his head well, again. Well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> he'll meet bits of him later on. <laughs> bits and pieces of him. Yeah. And then we just cut to Jessica Priest being like, you? You're going to take the throne of hell? Right, right after basically the end of last issue. is uh, like right after. I do like how the detail on, on this panel of Jessica has the the skull that, like, holds everybody's chains on. It's just, like, the button that keeps her, her cape closed. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty great. Those are, those are some massive buttons. Could you imagine the size of a buttonhole you'd need for that? <laughs> That'd be tough. Maybe it's, like, a brooch. Maybe. But it's, it's, still, it's still pinning her jacket closed, so. Yep. It's great. It's great. Function, functionality, Johnny. And I was just trying to lay it out. He's like, look, man, I can get there and I can end this problem permanently. Yeah. Or you might as well just leave it open for Sin or Clown or anyone else. Yeah. And then everybody's like, but why should it be you? And he's like, do you want to fucking live in hell for the rest of eternity until somebody tries to come kill you later on? Didn't think so. I love the panel where everyone's just like, he's like, look, he like lays it all out. And he's like, this is the only way for me to get there first. Everyone just like silently stares at him. Yeah. And I was just like, uh. uh. And Monolith asked the question, why should it be you? Yeah. And he's like, it's made it's made for people with necroplasmic power. And, you know, if you think you would do better, I mean, feel free. Al Simmons doesn't want to do it, but he just knows that it's better than any of the other options that he has. It's almost it's almost as if it's a metaphor for voting, Johnny. Oh. The lesser of two evils, if you will. Yeah, that's oh that. I, remember when voting wasn't that? Was that ever a thing? <laughs> I, I don't think it was ever a thing. <laughs> I don't think it was ever. I don't, a thing. I, don't, I personally don't it. remember it, and I'm sure I'm sure that as much as we try to whitewash history, that it never it never was anything. Else. I know it never was. Never. You're right. I was, I was just thinking back to the last all the elections. Like, yeah, they're all evil. Yeah, they all suck. <laughs> I mean, you gotta be to want to be the president of the United States. You gotta be a special kind of crazy. Yeah, that's true. You wanna you wanna vote your conscience, but you know sometimes there are rules that you have to follow when you play the game, and they suck. Yeah. and they shouldn't be there. But there's very little. Else Them's the rules. Yeah, the rules is the rules, and the facts is the facts, Johnny. 
And that's what Spawn's saying to these guys. Yeah, and Spawn says, you gotta pay the cheese tax. When you open the cheese drawer, you gotta pay the cheese tax. What the fuck are you talking about? There's a guy on Instagram and TikTok who does puppy songs, and one of his first really big ones was the cheese tax. The rules are the rules, and the facts are the facts, and when the cheese drawer opens, you gotta pay the tax. The cheese tax! The cheese tax! Um, and it's when you go into the kitchen and you open cheese, you got to pay the cheese tax. So in order for you to get some cheese, you got to give the puppy some cheese. Oh, you got to pay the cheese tax. The cheese tax. I might, I might drop it in here. I might not. Who knows? We'll see. Who fucking knows? We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Maybe you'll drop in a, maybe you'll drop in an air horn right here. Yeah. <laughs> Man, do you remember going to high school football games and somebody would bring an air horn that they pulled out of a no like they were they would bring like the big big compressor tanks like it was the ones that they would install in semis and they would no, just no i don't oh, remember that oh i guess i guess you weren't at a a fucking redneck enough high school johnny no i wasn't no, i didn't go to many football games they either. were so goddamn loud well i was in band I so i was at every football game <laughs> well la di da nerd yeah yeah i was a fucking nerd who are you talking to, Johnny? Look look at me. I was too busy going to speech tournaments, okay? <laughs> Another kind of nerd. So then, you know, Raven Spawn, you know, has wants to try to get the last word in. And Spawn just look at this, look at this. Between between Raven Spawn just sending Ravens right at Spawn's head, and Spawn just throwing a chain right into Raven Spawn's chin. That's that's fun. That's wild. Yeah. Carnage. Not to belittle the ferocity of having ravens shot right at you, but... I feel like you'd get a lot of feathers in yeah. your mouth. You'd just be like, ah, all these ravens. Or like they would they would claw you. They'd, they'd peck at you. Yeah, they peck at you. There's a couple of crows that live down by where I work, and I'm always trying to make friends with them. Because if if crows like you, they'll they'll literally protect you, and so that's part of my part of my plan is to to get these crows to be my friends, so that way if I ever get mugged, <laughs> they'll be there to attack my muggers. Um, the crows will protect you. Yeah, and so like I'll walk around and I'll like stare at the birds and I'll like throw some food on the ground and I'll be like, "Come get this, come get this." And the the groundskeepers guys keep getting on to me. They're like. They're a fucking rat. Stop throwing food on the ground. And I'm like, I want this bird to oh. be my friend. And he's like, don't feed the bird. They can feed themselves. It's like, that's not the point. <laughs> I want the crow to like me. It's very hard to explain to somebody who doesn't understand how cool it would be to have a crow friend. They're just like, what the fuck? Are you? You're making my job harder. And it's like, yeah, it'd be fun to have a crow familiar. I'm sorry about making your job harder. I'm just trying to make the world a funner place for me. That's selfish of me, Johnny. I know. But so this starts a, a little bitty, a little bit of a kerfuffle because because Monolith gets in it, and then Reaper's in there trying to be like, whoa, 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 hold on, what's it, break it up, and then Jessica, Jessica just beekers right into all of them, and is like, boys, 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 shoots a big old beam yeah. at him. She's like, she's like, this is kind of the suck, but he's right, so let him do his shit. We got to go take care of trying to get medieval and gunslinger back. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, you can fight about it if you want to, but I'm leaving in two minutes. And if you aren't with me, then you're fucking staying with Al. So 
And everyone's just like, okay, let's go help Jessica get yeah. her teammates back. I like I like how quiet Soul Crusher has been this whole time. He's just like, um, hello, um, okay, uh, uh, <laughs> whatever's going, whatever. I can't I can't imagine being so like being a human and just being like. These, I'm just here for the ride, these, guys. These, these help people are fighting. I hope I, I hope they don't accidentally crush me. <laughs> yeah, and of course Eddie, with his love for Spawn, lingers for a moment. He's the only one Reaper. that looks back. He is the only one that looks back. He is Lot's wife. Luckily, he doesn't turn into a pillar of salt. No, that, that Al Simmons is a pure pillar of salt. Yeah, yeah. I do like how as Al is standing there watching them take off in the plane. There's just, like, Im- impaled bodies <laughs> on either side. It's great. You know, like you do in hell. Yeah. Much like much like Bart Sears was trying to make sure we, we understood that this comic book was taking place in a mall. They want to make sure we remember. We're in fucking hell, Johnny. It's yeah. hell. There's impaled demons everywhere. There's a really good depiction of hell in the VHS franchise and, like, one of the newer ones. Okay. Like, basically, the plot of... I mean, you know, VHS is all found footage. Yeah. It's, like, the trope, the, but... The found footage anthology films. Right. But there's... I just can't remember which one it is. I'm trying to look it up. Because there's fucking six of them. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen any of the VHSs. I like, I like a found footage film. It's VHS 99. Okay. Nice. They go to um, hell in one of them. And it's awesome, low budget, but, like, really epic depiction nice. of hell. Like it's really nice, nicely done. Nice. Well, I'll to, I might, I might have to try it out. I might have to try it out. Just for that, just for that one alone, it's worth. Yeah, I like a found footage film. I like an anthology film. I can only do so much of them at one time, though. Yeah, they're, they're both. I yeah. went on a, I went on a massive found footage horror film binge about fifteen years ago, and just haven't recovered. <laughs> I watched some great ones. I watched some terrible ones. There's very, very little in the middle. It's either a great, great found footage film or just bad. Yeah, usually that's how it goes. There's very, very few ho-hums. Did you watch the Bigfoot one? Bigfoot one? I don't think I did. I can't remember what it's called. There was one. I I watched one about the Jersey Devil a long time ago. Oh, the final broadcast? That was basically filmed on a flip. (laughs) It was basically filmed on a flip phone. It was awful. Uh, awful quality it was great the ending sucked and the quality like the picture quality was terrible but it was a good time willow creek is a found footage horror movie from 2013 that's about bigfoot and it's pretty scary okay i'll probably look that look into that because i like a i like a i like me some bigfoot if you like bigfoot you like the big feet i'm i'm like mort the feet what i do i do for the feet oh the feet Yes, Mort, we know. We- Who likes the feet? Mort, he's one of the, the lemurs on Madagascar Island. Okay. They'd made a, a children's television show on Netflix called King Julian. King Julian, yeah. and it was just about all the lemurs. And whoever thought that that show would be appropriate for children um, was probably abusing some substances because it is, it is wild. It is wild. It is... Not really super child friendly, but it's great. <laughs> okay. So if you ever need something to watch on Netflix, King Julian. It's King Julian. Amazing. So then we cut to after they leave, we cut to heaven. Yeah, this is this is Which the, is under attack. This is the uh bup, 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 like the sit rep report. 
which I yes. guess is what rep stands for. This is the sit rep for heaven that, you know, while you were gone, this happened and Abel and a whole bunch of omens just ransacked the place. And they, they're basically, they're inviting rapture, inv- advising rapture that she may pull back a little bit and have some forces back in heaven. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're here in hell. Yeah. And rapture, rapture wants to give no quarter. And his guys are like, the fuck is, the fuck is wrong with this dude? What's yeah? It's like why what what? Yeah, but I do like I do like how there's a little bit of a coup forming here. They're like, I think we need to start thinking about what things are gonna look like after Rapture. The implication is we need to remove Rapture. It's very uh, yep. It's very Julius Caesar. Which again yep. with the connections, Johnny Shakespeare between the two issues. Yep, you got the Hamlet. Now you got the Julius Caesar. You got the Etu Brute. And I believe this is the trade-off to Z Carlos. Yeah, it does. Page here. It does have a different a different flavor to it, and it's yes. Yeah, so this is the difference. Yeah, it is Spawn tromping through the the countryside of hell until he finds a little bit of cave. Well, and this is kind of some of that fun uh, continuity squigging. Yeah, yeah. That Thomas Healy was talking about. Yeah. Because they get to the same point, yeah. but if you read King Spawn, he went down the hell from, from the Oracle, gave him the stuff. Yeah, because that was on in a dead zone on like Long Island or something like that. Yeah, and he that's how he, he went down to that thing that basically the issue we covered mm-hmm. um, where he kind of goes through hell, yeah. literally, of his life. Yeah. Uh, a test. And then you have this way where he... And it kind of dovetails. Like you can just like squint and it works. Like it's fine. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's fine. I have I have zero problem with it. It's yeah. I know. I know. That probably drives some people crazy. Like, well, he said he got to hell this way, but in the spawn, he just walks in there, and it's like, well, yeah, he got to hell. But I mean, it also it rewards both the reading of every title and just reading whatever title you want. Like you just read right. King Spawn, you get that story. Or you get the story. You just read Spawn, you get the story. You read both, you get a cool little flavor of both parts. It's fun. Yeah, exactly. There's just something I was thinking about. Yeah. But this is where they dovetail together is this issue where they kind of meet up. Yeah. Uh, which we're, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's wandering through this dark route through the underbelly of hell, the yeah. lands below. And then he gets to the longest staircase in the world. <laughs> or I yeah. guess in the longest staircase in the underworld. <laughs> Oh, you thought the stairway to heaven was long. Well, let me tell you, that stairway to hell is even longer. Uh, so he starts going down. Then we cut back to the infernal keep yep. where we got cataclysm yep. sitting in the throne room. Well, not sitting because he can't sit on the throne. Yeah, no, he can't. So he's standing there. He's talking about what's going on with his with his advisor guys. And they're like, uh, Green World done fucked our shit up. And then we got to we cut to Cygor <laughs> just punching a dude's head into goop. We got Jim Downing eye beaming a demon to death. We got Overkill just in the background being like a like an old timey muscle man throwing people around like hup, 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 yep. Hup. And then it cuts back to some of the victories that that Cataclysm's men are having, but that their their victories are now few and far between, and they don't have any news on Sin. So sucks for Cataclysm nope. not knowing about Sin. I really like Z Carlos's art. Oh yeah. It's really good. His Nyx is great. Yeah, I like the I like the texture on her face. It's it's wonderful. Good expressions. Yeah, good expressions. And so we, we cut on her to... and on a secret character that shows up at the end has a good expression. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which we'll get to. Like, uh, so we got Nyx fighting demons, and she's got like the... It's like the Green World's version of Necroplasm, that it's it's a little yellower, and it's got like the flower petals in it. And it's, the flower petals, yeah. It's a great sort of juxtaposition of there's like this this beauty there's beauty in the power that she has, but she's using it against these guys that are so nasty that it's yeah. it's kind of wicked having having like flower petals be what kills these these demon guys. It's great. Yeah. And she's just been she doesn't sleep much anymore. She thinks of sin killing her and she can't wait for her revenge. Yeah. And then and then sin comes out of nowhere and He's like, so it's true. You're back. He's like, I, I thought I killed you. I was about to say the same thing. And then we get the they're they're powering up to fight each other, and we get the opening reading. And then there's just like there's the the assembled team. We got Heap and Overkill and Sigor and Jim Downing and Nix, and they're just like ah. We we skipped over it. I like when uh when Sin lands and he smashes his hands together. That's a great. A great. Oh, yeah, panel. it's a great panel, and just, she's like hunched down. Yeah, it's awesome. But then, so they're they're prepped for for the battle, and then we get an epilogue from the other side of hell. For a long time, she's watched from the sidelines as the world grew darker. And then she comes up, and with the dead zone finally open, she took her chance to escape from heaven in search of one man. Her name is Wanda Fitzgerald. She's traveled a long way to speak with El Simmons. And like the the set of her mouth is she is determined and she oh yeah she's pissed she is not she's just like she don't take no shit no she doesn't and yeah Z Carlos has great expressions yeah to be continued King Spawn it's her expression is very much so like uh it's it's exaggerated enough that it makes me think of Maya Rudolph like if Maya Rudolph were making an angry face this is how it would be and man. Maya Rudolph's expressions are great. If you don't like Maya Rudolph, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. Why She's wouldn't great. you? But yeah, Z Carlos is great doing that. Wanda Fitzgerald, fucking massive, massive talent. Nick's and the crew. But Wanda's Let's back. Wanda's back. Not alive. Wanda's back. back. Yes, she's back. And then so we get the spawning grounds, present some fan art, and uh, it's a whole bunch of spawns. It's a whole, a whole bunch of spawns, and uh, what's really nice is, and that's you know, as you get better at things, as we know, yeah. you start to do things better. It's cool that they have all the tags for everyone that did the art. Yeah, now, yeah. instead of just having it in there. Yeah, instead of having to be like, what is it? Do it, who is that? <laughs> and then Johnny Can being like, how did you see that? And me being like, I don't know. <laughs> we zoomed in, and that one guy didn't even like the tattoo. Um, oh, Endless yeah. Wonder didn't even know that he was in the issue. Yeah, and then like with me, like ah ah ah. He was like, "What?" So it's been it's been fun. It's been fun being because also now that like you know if it's somebody we recognize, it's immediately like ah your stuff is in here, and they'll be like ah. <laughs> right. It's fun. That's part of what being the community is. It's great. Mm-hmm. But I like I like the variety of different spawns that they got here. It's real good. It's oh yeah, good. yeah. There's a lot of fun ones. I'd say one of my favorites are the one by Steve Cannon, Nimbus Black. Nimbus Black is really good. Really good. Yeah. I just like that spawn where he's like kind of sassy, yeah, and cartoony. Yeah. I like Dafu Dafu use because he's got the he's got the invisible orange and he's standing in front of the standing in front of the moon, which is real nice. That is cool. Pretty good fan art. Pretty dope. Do you need more Spawn's universe, Johnny? 
Always. Always. All right, well, you know. They got These it. These guys get a much bigger page if you're saying don't miss these ongoing titles. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna bring back the three or four pages of back matter just to have all the pictures. <laughs> just have pictures of every title, titles, yeah. Yeah, image classics at we got a, a cool spawn figure available now. Look at that guy. That's all which one is that? Is that the new ninja spawn? That is ninja spawn, isn't it? No. No. I don't know. I don't know either. I think it's ninja spawn. No, he doesn't look like the ninja spawn I have. No. But... I don't know who he is. I don't know. I guess we need to get to Target to see who it is. <laughs> Let's go to Target. Yeah. Come with us as we shop at Target. We got to go get ourselves some Stanley Cups, Jung. I know. Those cups. People love those fucking cups. <laughs> What's the deal? I don't know. Eh, I don't know. The new Beanie Babies. Just one of those fads. Yeah. It happens. They're always there. And that's Spawn 347, Joni. 347. You get an attack on heaven. Mm-hmm. You get some stuff in hell. It's very swell. Yeah. It's neat. It's neat. Well, David, Johnny, Johnny, you know what? Don't, don't, don't be a yuppie. Just, you know, rate the puppy. <laughs> Are we gonna rhyme the rest of the episode? Maybe. Maybe. What rhymes with maybe? Faby. Maybe. Maybe, baby. Maybe, baby. <laughs> maybe, baby. It's time to rate the puppies. So first up today, we have Violator number two, all the way back from June 1994. It's the second it would, have been, it would have been better if it had been 92 because it could have been. I know. <laughs> Just keep it rhyming. <laughs> so we, I messed up the timing. It's a good thing we're but, vibing. What? Good thing we're vibing. Oh, yeah. That rhymes with timing, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a terrible rhyming person, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little sweaty on my end. Seriously, the guy that called Chance the Rapper a fine rapperman is a bad rhymer. <laughs> well, I could say I could say rapperman. I'm I myself <laughs> am, I myself am am not the good rapperman, which is why Chance no. the Rapper is good at it, right? He's good at it. Yeah. He also every time he goes to the 87th Street Herald's Chicken, buys everybody who's there their food. So that's awesome. So if you follow if you follow Chance the Rapper on social media, if he says he's taking himself to Herald's. Get down there. Get down there, and he'll buy your chicken. Also, just fucking go to Harold's. It's good. Yeah. Uh, what else is good is Violator number two. So uh, it's just a fun issue. It's like I said, it's wet and gooey oh, and yeah. gross. It's exactly like it just. It's just that of that time of that 1994 edgy, but still like not like edge lordy. It's also like a funny aspect yeah. to it, which keeps it kind of you know. Alan Moore cuts it a little bit. I mean, he's a good writer. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. It. It recognizes its own ridiculousness and, like, doesn't take itself too seriously. Right. It has some fun with it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just a bloody, messy mess of an issue in a good way. Not It's not a mess. It's just, a, it's a mess, yeah. but it's not a mess. Yeah. It's a very well-constructed mess. Yeah. Like we were saying last time, it's better than it has any right to be. Yes. Yes. And this, this issue is no different, I feel. Right. It's just a big bloody battle yeah. between the Violator and his brothers and Admonisher, but it just has a lot of... You get the interesting flashbacks, you get the fucked up shit with his mom, you get his dad getting killed. You just get a lot in here, and it's really cool. Yeah. And whether it ends up being the backstory or not, which probably not, yeah. that's okay. That's fine. He's lying. If I'm lying, I'm dying. That's the, cl- that's the clown that says it. Yeah. He says it on the TV show all the time. If I'm lying, I'm dying. <laughs> the creepiest fucking clown. <laughs> The clown on the TV show is gross. Yeah. In a good way. Wanda. Wanda. You want to marry Wanda. (laughs) 
You can't get you've been shooting blanks. <laughs> I just remember every episode they have a previously on. I think they have him saying Wanda at every previously on. Yeah. You're looking for Wanda. He's got the he's he's got like the wettest the wettest voice possible. It's yeah. It's wild. But yeah, I'm gonna give the violator number two. I'm gonna give it five. Vinny's brains bouncing around. <laughs> Hell yeah! I mean, there's probably his brain's probably in five pieces now. So it's that's real. Yeah, good. after it was stomped on. No, it's just a great yeah. issue. Uh, like I said, pretty much what I said. It's funny. It's gross. It reminds me of like the '90s gross gack. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's very gack era. There's just blood everywhere and goop and everything. Yeah. I uh, that excellent. That's an excellent. I I also just fucking love. Th- this miniseries has been nothing but fun. Uh, this yeah. this issue is like less formally constructed than the first one was because the first one was like you could cover that in a like a in a collegiate setting. You could have discussed that first issue with the uh, the structure, the way the story is built, the way it was all constructed. Uh, whereas this one, this issue would ruin your chances at tenure forever. But it's still, it yes. still just like builds upon those things. It's got like the funny little, the, the jokes that don't need to be there that are just like cleverly, cleverly peppered throughout. It's great. It's great. And I'm, I'm going to keep with you, Johnny, and with the brain, with the brain theme. And I'm going to give it five little, five little hurdy, hurdy ideas in the clown's head. <laughs> the, the little, These ideas hurt my brain. <laughs> Nice. It's so much fun. I can't believe it's taken me this long to get around to reading this. Yeah, I'm glad I'm rereading it. It's it's great. It's such a good time. Sweet. And then uh second issue was Spawn 347. Getting close to that 350, that road to 350. Yeah. That road to the throne. It's the game of butts. The game of butts, as we say. Whose butt's gonna sit on that throne? Another great issue leading up and just like Hand me a tissue. Like, oh god um because i'm crying yeah because because you're crying if i'm crying i'm dying <laughs> i think uh, you're lying. i don't know you started on this one i started on the last one all right so what do you say yeah about so it? it's oh man this is one of those ones that's hard to rate because it's yeah. it's very much a middle piece but it's a right. great middle piece and there's just so much that's in it it's it's hard to be objective, I feel, about these issues of this lead up in the battle, the battle of the throne of hell. It's all been so much fun. Not as much fun as the Violator, or not that style of fun, but it's it's just propulsive and it's great amounts of, of battle. It's got everybody all of the characters are are fully fleshed out and they're all doing what they would do if you were to like actually create them and throw them into a a ring to fight. So yeah. I I don't think I can give this anything less than 5 and it's it's bits like this that help make the emotional toll of kind of what happens in the next couple of issues just hit so much harder. I'm going to give this 5 Eddie's looking back. Looking back that one last time. It's that that moment feels intentionally, you know, structured. And I kind of am hoping to not have to get to why it feels so poignant to me. Because I have a feeling that there's going to be some more bullshit that happens. Even outside of the losses that we know that are coming up. 
It's beautiful. Also, also the art is excellent. We already talked about the art, but it's fucking excellent. Yeah, Zeke Harless comes in at the end and really knocks it out of the park. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I like this issue a lot. It's like you said, it's in between, but it's necessary and like it's done so well. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give it four and a half vivisections on Cogliostro. Ah, hell yeah, the vivisector. The Vivisector. Coming soon to Spawn's Universe. Yeah. The Vivisector. Yeah, and if not coming soon to Spawn's Universe, coming soon to, uh, we're gonna write it and draw it ourselves. <laughs> to a fan art. <laughs> the Vivisector. Uh, yeah, I just, this Road to 300 has been great. Rory McConville, they're all pieces of this greater story, and it's really some of the best stuff we've had in mainline Spawn for a while. Read it, you won't be sorry. You won't be sorry. You won't be sorry! <laughs> Published in the Great White North. <laughs> Indeed, I don't think this one was. No, it was printed in the USA. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I don't know. You know, you know what I'm gonna do about it, Johnny. Read some more Spawn. Read some more Spawn. Also, say hey, the Spawn community is a great community, Johnny. They are great. We uh, we we love it. It's been warm and welcoming and just full of so much, so much good stuff. There's everybody's everybody that we've met so far through Spawn. It's just been a positive experience. Yep. And you know we like to we like to make sure that we expand that 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 positive feeling and the community at large. And well, Johnny, we got a we got a friend, we got a friend who's got some fan art in this episode or in this issue. That's right. And you know we don't even have to squint too hard to see what his name is. And it's at Steve Cannon is who we're gonna shout out this week. He's a, he's a color artist. He does lots of Spawn stuff. He does a lot of other things, too, but he also does a ton of Jessica Priest art. And if you're new to the podcast, Jessica Priest has Johnny's heart. He's got my heart. Uh, as we learned last week, she's Thomas Healy's favorite. So Steve Cannon's got, Steve Cannon's got it going on uh, with the Jessica Priest art. Oh, yeah, that's some great stuff. Yeah, that's some good stuff, yeah. While you're over there, don't forget about the good art that goes into this episode. And by good art, I mean the music done by the one, the only, Brian underscore Voyles underscore 27. It's Brian. He's our maestro. He kicks ass. He's our Bradley Cooper. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, he's our tortured genius. He also, he also happens to do motion capture for raccoon stuff. What? <laughs> No, he he does have the a continuing saga. Oh, of... Bradley Cooper. He doesn't do the motion capture though. He just oh, does the, the voice. voice. Okay. Uh, actually, Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother, does the motion capture. Ah. All right, I'm gonna cut that out because it was torturous. But yeah, okay. he's our Bradley Cooper. He's a great guy. While you while you're over there giving love to Steve Cannon and Brian Voyles, give us some love. You know, we're at Regarding Spawn Pod over on Instagram. Showing pickups, showing stuff about each issue. Yeah. Just fun stuff. Just uh, chit-chatting with people about Spawn. Uh, we're liking pictures of, of Spawn stuff. Just, you know, send us a DM and we'll talk about Spawn stuff. Speaking about sending us messages. Yeah, we also have an email. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. It's regarding spawnpod at gmail.com. Yes, it is. And if you want to send us any email, questions, comments, concerns, mm-hmm. pictures, cool stuff mm-hmm. you've been doing, cool Spawn stuff, whatever you want to send us. We will read it on air. Yes, we will. And if you send us your address, we'll send you some stickers. Yes. If you send us art, we will describe it on air. And then probably... We will describe it and then show and it show and post it on, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah, whenever yeah. we post it. <laughs> that, that would be hard to read. <laughs> that would be hard to read. 
send us that. And I always like to ask a question to spur mm-hmm. the thoughts. And today I was wondering, because this is probably one of our final few chances to ask, is who do you think is going to end up on the throne, as Thomas Healy asked us last week? Yes, indeed. Since we're getting to the end of that, I was just curious what everyone thought or if you had any bets on anybody. Just, so hit us up. And since you've heard our uh, our guesses at it, you know, tell us what you think of our guesses. Exactly. I think your Knicks theory has got some good, good theory. She seems like the right one to do it because, like, you, you can't take Jessica Priest out of score. Yeah, no, Spawn's going to be spawning. It can't just turn to like a middle management yeah, issues. Yeah, it's just it's he's just like sitting on the throne, like it's like the office spawn. He's just he's just like signing signing expense reports. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, he's God, like, I, I hate I hate being the king of hell. There's there's uh once once a year there's the issue where like an underling comes up and he's like, Your Highness. Morale has been low amongst the troops, and Spawn's like, "We must have a party." <laughs> so there's always yeah, the party I'm the issue. king. <laughs> yeah. Here's a pizza. <laughs> yeah, hit us up with that or anything else on our email. Mm-hmm. And while you're doing that, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe mm-hmm. wherever you can on podcasts. If you already haven't, mm-hmm. please, it really does help. Yes, it does. Um, so please give us a rating and. Review and subscribe to yes. us. Imagine we are the puppies and you are rating us. Yes. Be nice. Hey, be nice. Don't be mean. I mean, yeah. All right. I mean, be honest. And, and whatever. You can be however you want to be. Yeah. Be you. Be you. Do what you want to do. Be the best you you can be. And you know, Johnny, I think the best me I could be involves reading some more spawn. Um, so why don't we read some more spawn and then come back and talk about it in a week? Yeah, I think I think we should. I think we should finish up this Violator series with number three. Oh hell yeah, number three, aka three. the Greg Caputo. The devil <laughs> is the name of it. Is the devil according to the end of this issue? Yeah, oh, nice. So yeah, it's the flesh, the world, and the devil are the three issues. Excellent, excellent. And we know real men don't wear flesh, so you better start That's unzipping true. that skin, Johnny. Better take it right. Okay, better take it right <laughs> off. Gonna get um, You should call the vivisector. He can help you out. So we're reading Violator number two. Three. And we are also reading... Violator number three, not Violator number two. Oh, shit. We're reading Violator number three, <laughs> yes. and Gunslinger 26 will be what we record next. That'll be excellent. Speaking of ripping skin off, boy, that's happened to Javi a couple of times already. It has. He's been he's been flayed. Yeah. He's been vivisected. In the new Star Wars in the High Republic, the bad guy, Martian Rose, says, I will... Skin you and roll you in salt. Ugh, that sounds like terrible. That sounds painful. So be sure to read Star Wars: The High Republic for next week. <laughs> no, we'll it too. Oh, no. I mean, Violator number three. Well, go, go ahead and read it. It's pretty yeah. good. Violator number three. Gunslinger number seven. And if you're interested in Star number Wars, number seven. Tw- I I thought I said twenty-seven. I meant to say twenty-six. It's twenty-six. Twenty-six. God, we should take it clean because there's too much confusion in it now. <laughs> um, no, keep it in. Double keep, it. Okay. Full, full. We're going to read Violator 3, Gunslinger 26. Yes, that's what we're reading. And if you want to read some Star Wars The High Republic cuz Star Wars it's is good. Fun. It's a it's a long investment though cuz we're at phase 3 now and there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know so, you got to have something to do when you don't have a spawn week. Jesus. It's true. Those those no it's spawn true. weeks are coming fast and furious now and if you're curious about The High Republic, read the book Light of the Jedi and okay. if you like that then you should get into it. Okay. Awesome. It's a good good advice. For because the Star Wars Star Wars is actually pretty intimidating. It's there's a lot to do. It's a, a to it's a very popular franchise, but it is one that to feel like you belong in it requires a lot of homework. 
it's very weird that it's become as big and popular as it has with the amount of niche knowledge that it encompasses. But I don't know, yeah. it's fun. It's fun. The same could probably be said of Spawn, Johnny. And we just want the same could be said. So so if you like if you like what we do here, you probably will like Spawn. So yeah, and Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, um, I guess, you know, all I have left to say, Johnny, is may the Scorched be with you. And also with you, David. Yeah. You see, it's funny because that's a Star Wars thing, but it turned into a Spawn thing. And, right. Because, you know, so, yeah. So we like, so obviously if you like us, you'll probably also like Star Wars The High Republic. And if, uh, and if you are of that proclivity, you might like The High Republic. Which is probably a good way to enjoy Star Wars um, and Spawn. And Spawn, oh, yeah, you know that neck that necroplasm, you know, isn't the only thing that's green around these parts. If you're reading some Spawn, you were you better not better yeah, not be. Yeah, you should uh, scorch something. That reminds me of um. Yeah, you better get scorched. That reminds me of uh. There's an interview around the time of the Avengers uh-huh. coming out, and like, and Samuel Jackson's like, "You got to get that Hulk bud if you're gonna go see this movie." <laughs> and that was like before you like weed wasn't as mainstream. Yeah. And the people in the news were like, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it was just funny." Yeah, you gotta get that Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. Oh man, it's hard to get now in this in this in this town. It's hard to get. The weed stores are very selective on what they have. They yeah. run out a lot of shit. It's it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, do. I don't run the weed store. I just go there. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> sorry, Mom. <laughs> I'm not sorry. A little bunny in the meadow. Don't be the bunny.